Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Honorable I'm not talking about one prime minister. I'm talking about practically everyone that I had the privilege of meeting government people, bankers, heads of universities, grew up under Louis Farrakhan. In fact, one university president had held a luncheon for me when I took sick and came back from the hospital. I, I was in his home. He said, Brother Farrakhan, you may not remember me, but I was in your first study group at the Institute of Positive Education uh, with Haki Madhubuti. He said, when you made your first big speech in rebuilding the nation, I came to New York to hear that speech. He's a great lawyer now. He's a great president of a university now, and we remade our acquaintance in my last trip. Now, why did I spend such time? I was put in the valley of decision with that letter that Elijah Muhammad sent to me. In that valley of decision is where we are if we know the time and what must be done. So in the remaining minutes of this broadcast, I want to talk to black people in particular about this time. Elijah Muhammad taught me the best English lesson that I could learn about verb and subject agreement. Abaragani, Hotel, Assalamu alaikum, Shalom alaikum, and all those beautiful words of peace. I am your host, Brother Derek Jabril, and you're listening to the narrative. And uh, let me see if my co host is here. Are you here, Kendall? I don't hear my co-host. What about uh, Sister Muhammad? Okay. Well, we're just going to go ahead and start, and uh, they will be calling. And I have Brother Kendall Muhammad. They'll be, I mean, Kendall uh, Strahan, they'll be calling in, and Sister, uh, I think it's Ada Muhammad. Hello? Getting some feedback in here. Uh, you have to press A 
in order to get in. But I'm going to go ahead and start setting up the program, and uh, hopefully my other callers will be calling in today because we are going to be talking about unless you all been under a rock. We have we have been having a controversy in in our nation today behind our, one of our brothers who is a football player in the NFL. Um, brother, I think it's Colin Kaepernick. And um, people have been getting up in arms about our brother. And and once you think about it, because he is really skirting on tradition, which it needs to be, because inside of America, we have a culture here that's still tied to a racist past. It's like uh, Stevie Wonder uh, had a song that says, Skeleton in your closet, itching to come outside. I see Sister Muhammad is here. Assalamu alaikum. Okay, Sister Muhammad. Hello? Okay, let's see. Why my sister's not coming in, Sister Muhammad? Assalamualaikum. Oh, Waalaikum Salaam. There you go. I finally got you in. Yes, sir. I was there all along. Oh, you uh, was? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, Waalaikum Salaam. Brother's name is pronounced Brother Colin. Right, Colin. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Um, I'm so glad you decided to join us today because uh, we definitely needed a female voice in the hall. <laughs> What's hey, going on so here? <laughs> yes, sir. My pleasure. And, um, you know, since that's like what I was just opening up about, it, is that is that America ha- is still making mockery of our people as we as we live and exist today, and 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 they try to put on this blanket as though, you know, we have moved on from the 1800s and the 1700s. But as we're going to get into today in, in today's show, we're going to find out that that's just not the case. Because even in the, even in the songs that we sing today that, that, that have become the nation's favorite, it's still tied to that racist past. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I'd like to get your views on what do you think about this, uh, Brother Kaepernick's uh, controversy that we have going on today? Well, I, you know, when when I hear a man speaking, it just, it does something for my psyche. You know, when I hear somebody that's not afraid to go against the grain, that's not afraid to not say, I don't want to stand over here with the Joneses. And he decided right. to sit in what traditionally is an honor to the United States snakes of America's flag. I am so proud of him and his stance. And I pray a lot that a lot of our other entertainers, you know, as the minister has been crisscrossing the country prior to um, 10, 10, 15, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I pray a lot, talking to a lot of the brothers that are in the music industry, 
I pray a lot that a lot of our sports figures and entertainers, that they stand up for the truth and back the minister in trying to get our people to come up out of this horrific condition that we've been put in via our uh, forefathers, our ancestors being in servitude, slavery, and bondage for 310 years. And I just, I'm, I'm so grateful for him. And he's on time. He's in yes, time. He and he's on time. And we're going to back our brother. As sa- same thing with our brother. What's his name? Jesse Williams. Yes. Yes. I, I, I thank a lot for them, um, who are obviously biracial. Um, just as our president is of the United Snakes of America, but these brothers are obviously biracial but they have a connection to us, unlike President mm-hmm. Obama. And they're not afraid to stand on truth and be on time and in time with the people and step with the people that are at the bottom. But Allah says he's going to make the bottom rail the top rail. He's going to make the last first and the first last. So we know that that's us because we're the people of the book. So those are my thoughts on that. I hope praise is due to a lot. That's exactly right. You you know, one thing I find I find um with a lot of us today is that many of us would rather walk around and continue through this life with harsh blinders over our eyes, covering both eyes. <laughs> and if they get had eyes in the back of their backside, they would probably put some blinders back there as well. But but sister, you know, you can tell that 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 this is making a lot of us uncomfortable because, hey man, this is America's football league. You know, this is where you got a lot of people being high paid there. And I've been and I've uh, recently read something about Cam Newton coming out and saying he he didn't say that he was one hundred percent with the brother, but he did say that he has the right to speak. You know, it's kind of like they're playing it safe, oh, <laughs> so to speak. Oh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. But they need to they need to take a position. Uh, right. We're, ti- we're tired of them straddling the fence. Right. You know, how can you be okay with your people not being okay? That's right. why I thank Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the minister, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan, raising up the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad because – even if I'm comfortable, I'm not comfortable with seeing my brothers on the corner lifeless, mm-hmm. just walking around without an aim or a purpose, feeling hopeless. I'm not okay with that. I'm not right. okay if every child doesn't have something to eat. I'm not okay that if any child's mother or father is a crack addict. I'm not okay if somebody else's child gets shot dead sitting down in their living room watching TV. Nothing is okay with me about that. No matter how comfortable I may be, may be no matter how educated I may be, mm-hmm. I am not okay if my people are not okay. That's right. And, and, you know, I remember the minister said years ago that no bed is comfortable when you know you done sold yourself. Yeah. However, it just seemed like, man, they, they got a comforter now. Can, can you imagine just watching that Negro preacher? Just, oh, just what, what's this, yesterday, sister, um, uh, yeah. Um, Friday? Yeah. 
I mean, he just like like he just a buddy buddy lane. And if he can, he probably would have would have snuggled right up under him like a baby, being held by his mother, uh, uh, Donald Trump. That was ridiculous. Well, the minister said that our people are tired of that, and we have seen in recent years. I think as early as this year, the brother of one of the pastors went into the church and killed his brother. That was a pastor. Mm. We don't know what the dispute was about, but we know that our people are tired, and it's coming out in all different types of ways. Just like, um, you know, it's been said that the United States government created ISIS. And how did they create ISIS? Out of dissatisfaction, out of uh, tearing up people's countries. Right. You know, destabilizing their countries. So what do you think that you've done to us for nearly 500 years of our sojourn in America. What did mm-hmm. you think that you were going to get? Well, they knew what they were going to get. That's right. But now we create, we we produce a generation that really just doesn't give a damn. Yes, yes. They talk about death before they're 25. But the messenger right. of Allah said that they wouldn't be able to kill more than 300 of us. Right. And I tell you, uh, when we look at, at at the killings, uh, at the hands of police now. And I'm like you, sister, how in the world can you sit there and be okay with what is going on? <laughs> Brother, he he may did not know that that third verse was in that Star Spangled Banner, and I'm pretty sure uh, when we all was in our ignorance, we were singing it too. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> because yes. I... I remember one time because uh, I worked at, in, at, in the elementary school, and I sung one time that Star Spangled Banner over the intercom. Come and, and I'm looking at the uh, faces of the children. Even we even had speckled in there some of the um, uh, what they call it, Boy Scout. Man, they were sitting there standing in attention, sister. And I was just a uh, well in it, and then I did the song in the style of Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I don't Man. ever remember being that emotional about anything that white folks have. Right. I'm a I'm a child of the '60s, so when the minister did how to give birth to the to a God, right, I began to study not only what happened to my mother in the midst of my developing in her womb. I did. I began to discover that uh, to study the era in which I was born in. Right. Right in yes, the, height of the height of the civil rights movement, prior to uh, Dr. King being assassinated. I mean, it was a lot going on. There right. was a black power movement going on. There was a um, destabilization of our community movement going on by putting heroin in our community, as we saw right. in the uh, movie The Black Panthers. Right. It's a very good movie if if the people out there listening if you have if you haven't seen it it's an excellent movie. Uh, it talks about J. Edgar Hoover having these um, secret conversations and putting operatives in the black community in these black power movements and uh, CIA operatives and uh, destabilizing the movement and uh, throwing um, heroin into the black community. And we know right. drugs do to the black community. And some of our people are still, I live here in Chicago, and I see husbands and wives in my area purchasing drugs. 
And it's so mm-hmm. sad, you know, it's so sad. They walk hand in hand, but they're purchasing drugs, you know. Um, right. They're addicted. <laughs> wow. And, you, you know, and, I, and I'm not surprised about that. Oh, let's see, we have uh, my co-host just arrived. Kendall Strahan, you there, Kendall? Yeah, how y'all doing, man? I'm sorry I'm late, man. I'm picking berries. <laughs> my picking berries? <laughs> yeah, the blueberries. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yes, yes, ma'am. You you know, we, we're actually, this is uh, Sister Muhammad. One, one thing, I, I've always been, um, I read my sister's uh, posts a lot, Um because she posts on, on a lot of places that you 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 would catch her name somewhere. In, in, with, in, if there's a hot conversation, you can find Sister Mommy there. <laughs> Crazy to a lot. Yes, sir. And, and, I try uh, to do my little part, you know. I try to yes, do my ma'am. little part to help the minister raise our people up. Right. Yes, sir. And, and, and more than that, Sister, is, is that, that's because I enter in a lot of uh, fundraising campaigns as well, and I see your name as well. Yes, sir. And, and, and that's and that's the thing. I don't think. Well, we 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 as black folks, we have a lot lot that we can do right now. This is the time for us to start practicing uh, collective economics. Be more self self independent. However. That spirit, as I did in a show about let's see, one, two, three, probably, probably, probably my third show, uh, second or third show, we did a show on the spirit of niggerliness, and that spirit of niggerliness is very strong, sister. It's very, very strong. As as you kind of witnessed, Kendall, that's your phone. Yeah, that probably is my phone. Hold on. Let's <laughs> see. I'm gonna right. put it on mute. Hold on. All right. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and what what ended up happening is, is that I I started the Collective E group. Yes. Sir. And don't you know you are the first one <laughs> that came into the group and you start adding people. <laughs> yes, sir. I, mean, yeah, man, I, I, I got want, I got to talk to this <laughs> Listen, I want to see us free. I want to see us unite. I want to see us back the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in his righteous efforts to raise the black man and woman up and put us back in our rightful position. Yes, ma'am. To reverse the grafting process. I that is my heart's desire. And I mean we we, we gotta get there, but boy I tell you, I, I it is very clear too that, that that even though a lot of us we call ourselves conscious we're not conscious. We're still dead to the fact that uh, when it comes to economics, and 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 what one of the main things I want to get get across to people in that group is that you don't have to go and spend no twenty dollars. Not when you got two thousand people in a in a group, you just give five dollars a piece. Yes, sir. And and, and you can take that twenty. You got four fives in a, in, in a 20, and you can hit four different causes and groups right at one $20 bill. And I don't understand why that spirit of niggerliness always comes up in us, and, 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 and it has really made us all, I hate to use that term all, but, but, when, but it's kind of like when you, um, 
when you got a, about a billion people and you're the only voice in there crying in the wilderness, who's really going to hear you except the people close to you, <laughs> but the around thing is, you? But the thing is, I heard the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan say this. He said, I love you more than he's talking to us yes. black people. I love you more than you hate yourself. Right. And the thing is, brother, once you put it out in the atmosphere, a lot mm-hmm. can, there's no thought, there's nothing that's, as as Brother Solomon said, Prophet Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. So once Allah blesses you with a thought, an idea, you just keep on pushing and, and going righteously about it. And uh, the people will pick up because time and circumstances are going to force us to pick up on it. Right. But you That's don't right. stop. You don't stop moving in the direction that Allah is directing you in, because the people right. are not picking up as swiftly as we may think they should do it. Mm-hmm. The reason that I jumped on the bandwagon is because I thought, "Hey, this is a righteous idea. Let's go in this direction. Let's see if we can pick up some speed here or some steam here, and right. maybe Allah will bless our people to see the value in brother's idea." Right. So that's why I that's why I signed up and started adding people, because it's right. just one more avenue of many. Some may pick up on it, others may pick up on another idea, but we got to keep forging ahead. The minister never stopped. I remember when he was um, this before I came into the nation, but when he was raising money, I've seen the videos for Mas Marian. We right. own that property. We own. I was around. Uh, when we purchased the Salam restaurant, I am um, consider myself part owner. I did my little part in raising money so that we can own that property outright. Right. And I think a lot that I was around during that time. And what year did you come in? Uh, I came to my first Mars meeting December 1991. I was a student at Alabama State University. Yes, ma'am. You know, I, I I've been in the nation since nineteen. Let's say I started reading reading about the teaching in nineteen eighty five, and then uh, the moss. We didn't have a moss in Houston. That's where I live, Houston, Texas. We didn't have moss forty five at the time, and and uh, the minister came down here by himself at the time. He he he, he didn't have no FOI with him. He didn't have he didn't have uh, brother Mustafa and the, the normal cast. He came and made that trip himself down here, and, and he was walking. He got out the vehicle and was walking down the street. Oh man, it was just, it was just like sister, um, the, how Master Farad Muhammad came oh, wow. mm-hmm. to the nature. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he don't walk alone. <laughs> but at yes, that man. time, um, he he did come and, and uh, because you know, like in the nation, you have to have at least about forty members before you can be um, chartered as a full-fledged mom. Yes, sir. And uh, we we had the numbers, and then but then uh, once we hit that forty, then that's when we that's when he came, and then um, and then uh, Minister Robert Muhammad, we did a, a voting on that night, and then that's how Minister Robert Muhammad became Minister of March Number Forty Five here in Houston, Texas, oh, and. Wow. and uh, that, that that you know, they, we have a lot of inside stories, <laughs> especially those of us who was around for the power, power uh, at last and forever uh, 
product lines and everything. Yes, and even with that, sister, uh, is is kind of go back what I was saying a little earlier. We really move very slow when it comes to dealing with economics. That power thing, I believe, because see, I used to run power here in Houston. It's gone. It's gone. It's kind of like one one of those one of those when your ideals just sit there laying dormant for a while. It did yeah. eventually find life again and come back up. I really yeah. do believe power is going to do just that. Um, I know you have one brother that still have, is still keeping it alive by selling the, the – I, I think we went down to – no, it's eating fresh now. It, yeah. went, it went to power, then, then, then clean and fresh. Now it's eating fresh. That's right. And, yeah, and you have one brother still out there doing it. Mm-hmm. But but uh, hopefully, it's just, you, you know – with, with people like you out there, I, I, it's like you say, the idea is going to be there and the right people are going to pick it up on it. However, I do believe we are we are living in a time where a lot of the old the old ones that's really not going to do anything they're being they're being broken off one by one. <laughs> it's kind of like the weed in the tear. Yes, sir. Or, yeah. or like the or like the seasons changing. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's the same easy. thing that happens in uh, business relationships. It's the same thing that happens in families, in personal right. relationships, and friendships. There's a separation going on. Right. And That's right. And like-minded people, by the grace of Allah, will be connected, and we will. That's right. We will move mountains. We will. That's right. We will do it. And see that's and I think that's the great thing about being a member of the Nation of Islam. I never feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard life gets for me on a personal level, no matter what I'm facing, I never feel like I don't have hope. Right. Why? Because I have a personal connection to the Lord of the world. That's it. And that's, that's who I put my trust in. That's right. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Kendall. Uh let's see, I think he may still got his phone muted a little bit. Yeah, I'm here. I, I can hear uh, you. I'm just I'm by a road, so I was telling to make sure y'all have the noise in the background. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, you're fine, man. Now you wanna weigh in on this man, uh, because uh what we talking about, we are talking about Kaepernick. Well, you know, us, us whenever we get around uh People of like mind and spirit, and the truth just guide us in certain ways, you know. Because right. somebody out there may have had to hear that yes, in right. order to advance themselves. Yes. And, okay, and and um, now getting back to Mr. Kaepernick. Okay, you know, I, I'm hearing a lot of these uh, our people jumping up and jump trying to jump on the bandwagon with some whites. Trying to condemn the brother, but however, have we forgotten that America's racist past? What we're looking at right now, as the Quran says, Allah is going to bring forth everything, even if it's hidden in a rock. That's today right. He's bringing it forth. I mean, the racist past is coming back to the surface now, and all of those indiscretions it must be exposed and made right, or else you're going to die in it. I mean, all to all of you, my people, who think that you have arrived somewhere and condemning Mr. Kaepernick, let me remind you, 
while you sit in your homes and drive your fancy cars. You are still being mocked in your neighborhood every time. Now, now, brothers and sisters, every time you sit down in your home and you hear that jingle from the ice cream truck, play his familiar uh, jingle. Don't you all know? And see, I don't, I don't use the N word, but only whenever I'm giving an example. But, but that jingle to that to that ice cream truck comes from a song in from the minstrel age of, of a theater in in America that says "Nigga ate the watermelon." Ha 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 ha! Wow! Pull it up. It's on your YouTube. Pull it up. That's a racist jingle being played in your neighborhood while your children is is out there trying to buy ice cream and popsicles with your money while you sit in your rusty behind and you in your complacent mind and home condemning Mr. Kaepernick. What the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> Anybody want to shoot on that? <laughs> well, uh I kind of comment on what you said a little bit earlier uh, when you first started uh, talking about it. Uh, uh, as far as racism in, the, in America as a whole, I, I don't really even think it ever it just went anywhere. I think it's always just been around. Uh, I think people like to use the con, the uh, sorry, the term uh, colorblind. It, uh, they don't see any color, or there's no such thing as racism, but it, it's it's there, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I and the re, uh, what really kind of touched home for me, even with this this situation here, uh, just going back on my wife, I remember when she she went on the cruise to the uh, not to the bomb, but to uh, Cancun, and she called me crying from the boat, you know. And this was around the time Obama came in office, and she was you know just telling me how the white people would call them you know the N words and call them monkeys, and she never my wife never experienced that, but I always right. used to tell her, hey, you know it's it's always been out there. You know, because my dad raised me to be a certain way when it came to Caucasian people. You know, he always told me how to handle myself and just always, to, I hate to say not trust him, but just always be on the lookout for him. So in saying that, you know, I just believe that, you know, it's never been, it's always been around. It's never disappeared. You know, right. it's just, it's just, I hate when people say it doesn't exist because it do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I just want to weigh in on that. You know, I have a, a 12-year-old son, and I'm divorced, and um, what I often tell him when he ha- he has Caucasian teachers, some of the teachers at his school, Right. You know, but before my son goes to school, I teach him at home, and then right. I deprogram him when he, he goes to a private school, but I deprogram him when he comes back from school, <laughs> right. and I ask him about his day, and he was saying that last year his homeroom teacher was very nice, he's Caucasian. And uh, then the rest of the Caucasian teachers, they're different from the homeroom teacher. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I explained to my son, they all have the same nature. Right. I said, now, some of them fight their nature more than others. But if it came to a point where you, it was us against them, trust and believe, son, he's going to choose them over us. Right. You respect right. his, you respect his authority as long as it does not conflict with your uh, religion. And if you don't know what that means, then you say, "I need to call my mom and talk to her." Right. You have That's the right, exactly right to call me. And if you don't know something, you say nothing. I'm not sure. I need to talk to my mother. 
Right. Make no statements that you're not sure about. Don't get emotional. Try your best not to get emotional if you're caught in a circumstance. But always, always refer back to me. Pick the phone up and call me if need be, and I'll be there in a heartbeat. I know that's right, and that's, and that's what a lot of our children need to realize, man. You you know, by us coming up in this American culture, man, I, I, I tell you, I, I have seen more children turn turn away from their parents, and then they think that they can handle things. You can't handle this, devil. But the thing is, <laughs> You need brother, to let us take care of that. Exactly. But the thing is, the minister said that we've done our children a grave injustice by not hiding the truth from them, not exactly. telling them what happened to us. I was part of the first busing program to desegregate the schools here in Chicago. Right. My mother thought she was doing the right thing. She was a single mother, and she thought she was doing the right thing in busing me up north, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that in the 70s, in the city of Chicago, which which we need to keep in mind is the most segregated city in America still to this day. Oh, yeah. Uh, We went up north. We had to be escorted in by federal marshals. This is in the 70s, the late 70s. Right. We fought off shotguns, assault rifles. Wow. There were people picketing outside, adults. I'm on a bus. I'm eight or nine years old on a bus without my mother because she had to go to work. She didn't notice until I came home. Uh, I was at that school for two or three years. They had death threats. The parents were picketing. They didn't want us at the school, but they were threatened to lose federal funding. That's the only reason we were there. We had death threats. They were spitting at the bus. Mm-hmm. They had signs. They had their dogs, of course, you know, which that's their best friend. They had their dogs. Now, we're children, some as young as kindergarten. You know, I was going to the uh, fourth grade at the time. But do you imagine? So I was introducing them, and then I told my, I tell my son all the time, I know them. That's right. And when they teach you history, I, you think that I'm going to let somebody that allowed their babies to work in a factory and somebody else to nurse their babies tell them tell me how to raise you? I think not. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm not going to let a savage tell me how to raise you. They're just learning about children. We naturally know how to raise children. When I lived in um, Georgia after I finished uh, grad school at Alabama State, my neighbor was a midwife. And she didn't have a formal education, but she, at the white folks would have the babies. She would travel. The husbands, the rich husbands would give them a trip after they had the baby. The baby wouldn't even be a week old or two weeks old. And they're traveling around the country with the baby so that the wife can have a vacation. And she was like, white folks know nothing about raising children, and they're, some, they're not clean. They're not clean people. Right. You know, that's um, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so she gave me an education. So I, I tell my son, do you think I'm going to let these people tell me how to raise you? I think not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kendall? Hello? Oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just heard our sister say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, 
and, and you know what? And, and, and she's absolutely right because a lot of us we did get our schooling from them in the way they in, in the way they set up the educational system system here because the educational system in America is set up based on the Greek educational system. That's this is why. And and if you all know, remember how did the Greek uh, civilization and, and educational system end it? It ended up being crashed and burned, right? Right. And so, so is it any accident that, as the scriptures say, as it was in the beginning, so shall it be in, in the ending? That the educational system have just, just, just is is beyond repair now because it's, it, and and even the let the little or last ditch efforts that they're trying to come up with all this new schooling and you know and whatnot, it still don't seem to tame the children. And one of the reasons why, y'all, we we were, you know, I uh, made mention of nigga ate the water, I mean, love the watermelon or whatever the name of that song was. Listen to the lyrics in that song. Now, this what trips me out is, is to listen to these come through our neighborhood, This that music where that jingle came from. But this was called, but listen to the lyrics. It says, you niggas quit throwing them bones and come down and get your ice cream. And then the black men on the, on the, on that recording, or supposed to be black men, was hollering, ice cream? They say, then here go this devil, Brown. Yes, ice cream, colored man's cream, watermelon. And, the, and then that's when he go into the song. Nigga love a watermelon, ha-ha, ha-ha. Nigga love a watermelon, ha-ha, ha-ha. You know, for their made with a half a pound of cool, there's nothing like a watermelon for a hungry coon. Huh. Wow. That's, that's why I don't like whenever I hear our people trying to call each other a coon. They don't even understand. So, so, so those who want to quickly throw that at a black person who, who you don't like whatever comment that he made, you didn't, you, you're the actual coon that the, that, that cracker was talking about. But, uh, brother, uh, you're not saying that, because I know a lot of our African brothers, I lived in the South, South for like 15 years, a lot of our yes, African ma'am. brothers make a living by purchasing ice cream trucks, and I, I happen to think that that's a very good thing to do. So we're not saying you shouldn't purchase an ice cream truck and make a living. No. And uh, the other thing about watermelons, one brother, I was on, I'm, you know, like I, like you said, I'm in so many different groups, and I right. comment in so many different groups. But this one brother was saying that um, some brothers make uh, thirty thousand dollars a year bringing watermelons up from the south, yep, selling them up here. So I think that's, and I told, told him I'm in the wrong business. You know, <laughs> yeah, but you and I both. You know, I would love to sell watermelons and make thirty. I can live off of thirty thousand. I can live off of less than thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> right, right. Um, and that's why I feel so free to post and to speak truth to power because mm-hmm. I'm not uh, I'm not tied to a plantation at this present time. And I pray a lot right, right. that I continue to go you know, this route, and he blesses me to grow in what it is that I am doing. But I I just, um, I I think that we're not saying that 
you shouldn't own a, and purchase an ice cream truck so that you can be independent, an uh, independent business owner. I think that's a good idea, you know, especially yeah. in a climate that's hot year-round. Because yeah. I, I know a sister down here, uh, one of our friends, uh, they, they have an ice cream truck. However, uh, uh, what what we're talking on is is uh, just as the theme of the show. America, we are tied to America's past, That's right. and and a lot of us don't even know that that jingle. You didn't know I didn't hear uh, probably about two or three jingles from an ice cream or a truck, but this is the most popular one, and a lot of them don't even know. That that even came from because because the white man back then also had an ice cream truck, and this is why they call it the ice cream jingle. And like I say, when when you pull it up on YouTube and you all see the story behind it, then you say, oh okay, because it came from that 1800. But a lot of us, man, we we feed into a lot. Of, and, and the reason why I brought that up is because. Of, of those one, the the ones that um, sits up and want to condemn Mr. Kaepernick. However, you are being disrespected in the country, but you thinking that you are a part of the country now. So when it, so so as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that history best reward our research. That's right. Right. So 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 check this out. So here's another one. And everybody know this one, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Right. Another uh, a nursery rhyme, beloved of the United States, and that racist Southern uh, diction, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. However, it wasn't catch a tiger by the toe. You all know what that <laughs> was. Yeah. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a nigga by his toe. If he holler, no, it's yeah, a, if go. he won't. Yeah, you know what it said. If he won't work, let him go. Yeah. Now this is what we've been teaching our children. I know, but we we don't want to say that it was just a southern racist thing because that, that's why oh, I yeah. share the story about me being bused. Right. Being right. Part of the first busing program in the city of Chicago. It just didn't happen in the South. It was a little bit um, undercover. Right. Up here. And it was more blatant racism down there, but trust and believe the the racism is entrenched. It's in the fabric of America, and right. every institution, and every uh, business entity is right. just everywhere. Is everywhere. And it's a shame that we we can't. Our children can't walk freely up and down the street. They can't stand at a bus stop. They can't go to an ice cream parlor. I have to watch my son everywhere he goes. That's the only one that I have. I mm-hmm. take him everywhere he goes, even though you can take a bus here in the city of Chicago anywhere. I take right. him everywhere he needs to go. I have to work around his schedule. Right. So that I can oversee. I can't even, if I'm running into the grocery store, I refuse to leave him in a car because I tell him I don't trust Caucasians. Right. I'm, I'm liable to come out to my car and you, you're in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in the car minding your own business. I don't trust them. They right. fab, they fabricate a lot of things. It's not at one time one brother was walking through a parking lot. I saw on Facebook in a Walmart parking lot, and the lady accused him. He asked her for a light for his cigarette. 
Right. She accused him of trying to accost her, and she pulled out a weapon on him, but they had her on video camera. And that's mm. the only reason she was arrested. Right. She was arrested and charged with something minor. It was mm-hmm. a minor offense. It's never a felony on their record. They don't have to worry about getting their records expunged. Right. You know, but uh, it's never a felony. But I'm just saying, I can't even leave my son in the car anymore with my cell phone or his cell phone and say, I'm going to just run into the grocery store. I said, no, right. what's happening? You come in with me. That no let, is me right. the, let me do the talking. <laughs> Stay close. I can't leave. I mean, I mean, he can't just walk freely here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I like to come in too on uh, what the sister was saying. It's not just the South either. Uh, I first, I mean, I grew up. I was born and raised in Texas. You know, I mean, with you know my cousin, he knows that. But and we, I, uh, my wife and I relocated our family to Berlin, New Hampshire, which is far north. And uh, and when we first got here, you know. We didn't have any problems, you know, as far as racism. I didn't experience. I have to tell people the uh, the whole sudden hospitality the, uh, theory. I never felt it back in the south, but I felt it when I came up here. But uh, oh, yeah. just to be just to be a little transparent, uh, my my youngest son, you know, uh, which he's eighteen now, he was working at a McDonald's not too far from here, and he calls me one night and say, you know, this this guy comes in and. Uh, my son accidentally dropped the tray, and the, the, the guy told him, hey, you know, you nigga, you need to learn how to uh, serve. You know, he said, I know your parents taught you better than that. And right. that blew my mind that, you know, this far north, you still have people that have that problem. And I guess it goes back to what the, the sister was saying about, you know, being in Chicago. It really doesn't matter where you're in the United States. It's everywhere. You have people mm-hmm. that hide it. I believe they hide it a lot better up north. <laughs> then they do yeah. the yeah. <laughs> exactly. you know, it's, it's really that's why I say it's really everywhere. You really can't get away from it. And the sad part is, uh, like you said, you we have to teach our kids something different than the Caucasians have to teach their kids. Uh, I had to teach well, my son how to handle themselves when they get pulled over by police. You know, yeah. I don't Caucasians don't have to do that. You know, even though they say, well, you know, if if they do this, they no, if y'all don't have to have the same conversation. Period. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we. I, I see a police light. I still get nervous. You know, they don't bother us wow. up here in Berlin, but I still get nervous because I was taught that hey, that means you you might live or you might die, just depending on how that cop feel. You know, that's how I was wow. raised. You know, and it's sad. Wow. Right. <laughs> I I I I think that what we need to do, as Messenger Muhammad has taught us, is we need to teach our children about their nature. And yes. our children, more importantly, need to know their own natures, that we mm-hmm. come from the supreme being. We are the chosen people of God, and that's what I teach my son. Whenever he comes to me with a dilemma, first I talk to him about who he is, and then I have him quote the, the lessons, the student enrollment, who is the original man, and what makes you original, and who is the colored man, and what makes him that. So once you know a person's nature, then nothing that they do surprises you. you That's know, true. I might be a little stunned, you know, but I'm not surprised. Oh, no. <laughs> no, man. And I just tell my son, I said, they're just being themselves. They're just acting out their nature. You make sure you act out yours. Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't be afraid to be opposite. And, and, and because as we see in, like, some of the – 
football players with Kaepernick, man. They, boy, they are backpedaling so fast, <laughs> so quickly. But you have some that have really came out and said that, that well, just kind of like what me and sister was talking about a little earlier, and they playing the safe. Right. But at least they have enough courage to say that, you know, that's that man. That's his business. Let him right. do what he's going to do. You know, I may don't want to go there with him, down that rabbit hole with him, but but like sister say, man, look, you're going to have to one day, man, make a decision. Right. Okay. And, and, well, are you going to – does this bother you? Oh, yeah. The people you on know, side. It's more of us than it is of them. We're going to force them. We're going to force their hand. We're going to force them to make a decision. And if they're not with us, they're with them. Make your Mm -hmm. choice. But if we didn't learn anything, I know nothing about football, by the way. So I won't even try. I won't even attempt (laughs) to insult you all's intelligence by trying to talk about football. But I know this. Brother Michael Vick suffered greatly. His family and I thank a lot that his wife stayed with him through that trial. He suffered mm-hmm. greatly, and every time they get an opportunity, they bring up what Mike, he wasn't even present when that happened. Right. And he suffered the loss of his um, title, I'm, I'm assuming, and his salary, his wage. Yeah, his career, really. He was placed in jail, and his name was demonized, and his family was humiliated. And uh, but you have Caucasian football players, uh, and even that horrible guy that plays for the Chicago. Um, what's our hockey team name? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, what's the hockey team? Name? His name is I in think Chicago. Guy, yeah, the hockey team. I think it starts with an H, right? He's a red one, maybe. Uh, the hockey team. That guy. What's the red one? <laughs> the white guy, he beat a taxi cab driver for cheating him out of a quarter. Oh, wow. He beat that guy senseless, right? They covered it up. This was right behind Michael Vick. They yes. covered it up. He just also got tried for beating up his girlfriend. The same <laughs> hockey player just got in some more trouble. Right around the time all this stuff came out about Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. He got in some more trouble. And because they have won trophies uh, for being, I don't even know what the name of the hockey trophy is. Yeah. But they've oh, won trophies yeah. and, uh, uh, for the hockey league. They've won trophy after trophy. Stanley after Cup. Tro- yeah, the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah. There you go. I wish I could think of the name of the Chicago team. But anyway, <laughs> it'll come to me. Um, this shows you how much I care about what they're doing <laughs> because, you know, a lot t- teaches us in the Holy Quran that we're not supposed to be involved in games of chance. We're not supposed to be gambling, and uh, we're not supposed to be getting caught up in sports, sport and play. So, um, but this guy, he beat a cab driver half to death because the man wow. beat him out of a quarter. That didn't hmm. that that didn't get any that didn't get that didn't get a fourth of the media's attention as something that happened on Michael Vick's uh, premises while he wasn't mm-hmm. friends. And he served jail time for it. This guy paid his way out of it. You know, See, man, so... we, we got to realize, man, that, that we do live 
in the devil's den. I mean, this is the house here. <laughs> I mean, you you write in, and and this is their way. This is how they live. Like you told your son, look, this is their nature, and this is why their nature like that. You're not dealing with a human all the time. You're dealing with beast in human form. Oh, you know what, sister? It's called the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, That's I just looked it up. Still. I knew it. I, I knew it started with an H. <laughs> yeah, the Blackhawks. No, so it's Blackhawks. Okay. Yes. Sir. Right. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, oh boy, it's like Sister Ava say. It, it's uh two fifty one. <laughs> I mean, too man, we gotta wind it down here. And yeah. I want to get this in about um another well popular song. It. That, that a lot of us probably have sung or, or heard growing up because they make it so festive. And that's the one, Old Susanna. Did y'all know that there was a, a, a lyric in in the rest of that song, you know, with the old Susanna, oh, don't you cry for me because I come from Alabama with my banjo, banjo on my knee. knee. Banjo on my knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then here go this other lyric, kind of something like the uh, Star Spangled Banner, Banner one. It says, I jumped aboard the telegraph and trampled down the river, the electric fluid magnetized and killed 500 niggas. The wow. bull grain bust, the horse run off, I... I really thought I died. I shut my eyes to hold my breath. Susanna, don't you cry. (laughs) Now, (laughs) this is embedded in the fiber of the United States. And and songs like that and the the nigger ate the watermelon and stuff like that, you you know, I've, I've... I was raised on uh, consistent. You and I, we, I was born in in '65, so we kind of saw the the ending of the the right at the end of when a lot of those melody uh, tune cartoons. You remember those with the bouncing ball and all that there, uh, and they used to have the songs and Bugs Bunny and all of them. Merry melodies. That's what they call it. Yeah, that's why I learned yeah. some of these songs from, and heard some of these songs from. But little did I know that by not going to look at the whole entire lyrics and and and, and knowing what year these songs was produced in, that that at the same time, man, I I was always singing those type of songs relating to my own in people's enslavement and and and, um, and misery. Throughout, throughout my lifespan. And a lot of black folks are, are, are like that because we're coming aware now. Because like most of us, and we didn't know anything about that that third uh, that third verse to the Star Spangled Banner. We only saw what we knew. Right. You know, I've never been the type to put my hand on my heart. So I never felt, do you know, that kind of patriotic type feel to, to doing that, you know, singing that. Well, I, I'm so grateful for the coming of the great Mock D because I never sang nursery rhymes to my baby. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, right. He doesn't even know the nursery rhymes. Yes. Yeah. I never read nursery rhymes to him, and every time somebody would give me a book with nursery rhymes, I just politely put it on the bookshelf. Right. But I never, I read 
English Lesson C1 to him. Right. I read about the teachings to him. I literally, this boy has had Islam, you know, nursed to him. Right. So he, you know, he's different. And he says, Mom, when I show him different videos, things that I find online, he says, Mom, I'm so glad I don't eat meat. I said, if your mother were mentally and spiritually dead and had not accepted the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, right. you would be just like the rest of the world. You'd be like your classmates whose parents have not come into the knowledge of themselves and they're still living other than themselves. And if you, if I were that woman, you would be eating at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you need <laughs> to thank Allah, you know, for your mother having the good sense to accept the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Right. And, and you know, sister, I want to add to that because because one thing uh, I I read I read also and uh, I have studied uh, metaphysics. Yes. Okay. And one of one of the books, main popular book, is the cat is is that the Kabbalion? I think is how you pronounce it. And, and and one thing I read in that book that made a lot of sense it, it, is that you know knowledge. See, you brought your child up under the supreme wisdom, mm-hmm. and, and and one thing about in that book, and and I and I do believe that is right. Uh, the the authors were saying in there that that the knowledge that you um, study will actually keep you away from a lot of the a lot of the things in life that you that you should encounter, but you just won't encounter it because you don't live in those streams. You're not a part of that world. Like like when I was growing up, man, I tell you, when I was a teenager, I knew where they were selling drugs at. To go get yeah. a reefer or something. But 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 because I don't study or 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 a part of that world, I don't know that world anymore. And it's just like, uh, remember Master Fraud Muhammad uh, told messenger that that the human being is like a is like a school of fish. Mm-hmm. Once one fish turns, everybody else turns out the same direction. Yes. Right. And that's the way in life. That's how we move. That's how we operate. We run in different streams of, of thought, uh, train. You know, I mean, that's how it is. We we don't know what it's like because we don't drink and smoke and be be in the wild behavior. We don't know what those places are. And if you ask me, I couldn't even tell. Yes. Sir. You know, and, and, and it's the knowledge that's helping to separate us. Because because you mean to tell me, as long as Minister Farrakhan have been teaching, as long as Elijah Muhammad have been teaching, you still got be, uh, a big, large majority of our people out here, quite a bit of them, that don't even know who Minister Farrakhan is, never even oh. heard of his name. I, I I myself can testify to that. I accepted mm-hmm. Islam in Mo- Montgomery, Alabama, nine hundred and thirty-two miles away, and I'm from Chicago. Yes. But I was nine hundred and thirty-two miles away at Alabama State in my junior year of college um, when I accepted the teachings. Uh, well, right. I processed for about two years, you know, because I am from the tribe of Shabazz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I processed for about two years, but um, when I accepted the teaching of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, when I heard 
myself personally, when I heard after my experience in the fourth grade of being bused here in Chicago, right? When I heard the white man is the devil, I was like, doggone it, that's what I've been trying to. I've been trying to get it out. <laughs> it's been like something stuck in my throat, uh, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. But when I heard that, that was more relevant to me than at that time than the black man is God. When I heard oh, that, man. I was like, oh, 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 my God, at that time. Oh, my God. That's what I've been trying to say all this time. <laughs> so they gave me a great education and being introduced to them when I could not articulate who they were. Right. The message <laughs> of Allah by the minister keeping the teachings alive. I thank Allah so much for him. Um pointed it out to me, and I was hooked. I was hooked. <laughs> I was hooked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was all yeah. in. I threw my hat into the ring. I was still going to church because I had such a close connection to my grandmother, but I thank Allah for her and what she was able to teach me while she was here. And uh, because I was so far away from home, I had difficulties um, in my loyalties to her and her loyalties to the church. It was a struggle for me. Right. Because I felt as though if I accept Islam, that's a disrespect to her. Right. So I struggled with it. I would, pardon me, I would go to church and I would go to the mosque because, I mean, the study group because we met at 2 o'clock at that time. I would go to the mosque, I would I'd go to church, I'd go to the study group. And so eventually I just stopped going to the study group. And I threw mm-hmm. out all my, I gave away, I didn't throw them out, I, I gave away all my mini skirts. I cleaned out my, I threw, I was a poor struggling college student, but I had my little one-bedroom apartment, and I threw out all the food that I uh, designated to have had pork in it. Right. And I got in that kitchen, I started cooking, working on those seven units right away. And I, I mean, I was just in. It was a, it was a great time. It really was. Golly, boy, you you just don't realize just how 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 refreshing that is for me to hear because because <laughs> I was the same way. I, I mean, when I when wow. when I my cousin introduced uh, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to me, and and and, and he did it in such a methodical way, and. and, and <laughs> <laughs> and and soon as I found out, because Kendall uh, that's on the line with me, he he's my cousin. Yeah. All right. And 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 he would matter of fact, I don't think you was even around at that time, Kendall. No. <laughs> when were you born? Seventy nine. Yes. And and when? In seventy nine. Oh. Okay. Seventy nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you was around then, man. I yeah. I, I know you was that old man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think I can. Re, I, I mean, I recall when I think he first started uh, with, uh, becoming a practicing Muslim. I mean, me personally, I'm I'm not Muslim, but I have a, a lot of respect for 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 what you guys done. I have the utmost respect for you guys. I don't judge anybody. Crazy to That's just that's just me. I am personally, you know, I I take people for who they are. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. what you are. Mm-hmm. I love everybody. But uh, you know, I, I remember when I first—I uh, think when uh, Derek, when you first started kind of coming around, because my dad used to have a lot of respect for you too. And uh, 
I remember yep. when you used to come around with the final calls, and I was like, man, what's going on with Derek, man? Yep. <laughs> he was like, you know, he, he knows he's, you know, he's into the, the Muslim thing, and, I, and it made me start looking into it, to be honest. You know, I, right. I got curious about it, and my teacher used to call me militant because <laughs> I started looking at this stuff, and I was like, hey, why y'all not teaching this, and why y'all not teaching that? And I was like, well, my cousin is learning this. But, you, you know, I never told you. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, it was a trickle effect. So, yeah, I mean, just to kind of go back to your saying, yeah, I, I do recall, I do remember when I was young, and I was actually, I always kind of watched how your mannerism was, how you, how you stuck to your ground on Thursday. I remember how we used to eat what well, we used to eat because I remember, you know, Grand and them used to cook up oh, yeah. food and, and y'all used to come in with our own set of different deal, uh, deals to eat. And I thought I was asking my dad why, and he kind of broke it down to me about why y'all did what y'all did and how y'all did. And I have a lot of respect for that, you know. Because me, I was like, man, I got to eat this gumbo. I don't see how they're not crazy, but I'm just with you, baby. Yeah, man. But Go ahead, dear. Go through this. So, with time, all good things come in time. I, I truly believe that, like, if we teach our people the health benefits of the why we do what we do. Right. You know, Messenger Muhammad said, you don't feed the baby meat, you feed the baby milk. So you can't give the average, you can't give a person all of this in one setting, you know. Right. You, that's why you have, you know, before your meal, you have an appetizer, you have a salad. You know, if you're in a French restaurant, you have a seven-course meal. So you that's how you have to feed the people uh, properly. And mm-hmm. it's them to understand why we don't meet, eat meat. How is meat digested? What does it do to the body? What happened to the meat before it got to your table? How was the animal killed? How should meat be consumed? When should meat be consumed? If we teach them the benefit of it, then they can be more accepting to it. Why don't we yeah. eat shrimp? You know, that that's was one true. of the hardest things for me to give up, crab and shrimp and lobster. <laughs> <laughs> and cashews and pista- I mean, pistachios, cashews, walnuts, right. almonds, those things were very difficult for me to give up. So I eat pumpkin seeds. I eat sunflower seeds. I eat a lot right. of you know, because I still have a taste for those things. But I just substitute it for something that's easier yep. on my digestive system. Exactly, so and that's the, all it is. <laughs> it's absolutely. more easier on the exactly. system. Exactly. 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 So I, so, I don't know, do you eat those uh, sunflower kernels with, with vanilla ice cream? Uh, no, sir. I but I still will stick a, a peppermint down in my a pickle if I ate it. And I still will put a little sea salt on my watermelon and it's just, <laughs> just to yeah. give it a kick. You know what I'm saying? Right, that comes from childhood. I remember that pickle in in that little peppermint. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, That's yeah. a southern thing. Exactly. <laughs> but, but you, know, you, you know what? We need to do a show on that. I'm glad you brought that up because because a lot of us, especially like those of us, me and the sister, we can speak to this in the nation, man. See, uh, uh, most of the family, they really don't know exactly what it is that we actually ever actually became a part of. You you know, it, right. took, it took many years, man, before – it, it, and I've always um, noticed, like, it took them about three years to just get used to the fact that I I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't use drugs, I don't chase women, I don't chase. It took them really three 
years to really even realize. Cause I, I, I never get uh, when Uncle Uncle James uh, sitting up one time and uh, they was they was discussing me once and 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 uh, and, and then Uncle James told me, told me, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's so much corruption in the world. Yeah, <laughs> that was his word. Yeah, but 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 even but but Uncle in his realness. When me and him used to talk, I mean, we talk real, you know, right. because that's all I know now. That's all I knew then was right. to be real and upfront. And, 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 and one thing he told me, because uh, uh, he pulled me one time close to him one time, he told me, "Thank you for 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 what you do doing for our family." That's what he told me, and wow. and, 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 uh, and he told me uh, how he. How how he noticed how the Muslims out there was working in your area, uh, in Hiram Clark area with the final call, yeah. and he was saying just how well presentable those brothers were, and and, and that uh, and that he he said just by the way they carried themselves, I was forced to buy a newspaper from them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because of how they treated themselves, and and and, and uh, as the sister know, you know it take it, it you have all kinds of suspicion, doubt, cast that you <laughs> you hear things, man, that you that you be like trying to figure out. Now you know me, you know I ain't no, I ain't about all that. I ain't gonna right. I ain't gonna go up uh, up in and just curse out white people and jump on them. You know me. I never came up under that type of nature. <laughs> where where you getting this from? <laughs> right. Proper it's propaganda, brother. Yes, it is. Yeah. I I rather for somebody ask me like my mom. Um, she got married, and when she got married, I was like fifteen, and my stepfather had a job in Arizona, so we moved out of Chicago after my freshman year of high school, and we moved to Arizona to Phoenix. And then my stepfather got a different job in New Mexico, which they they currently reside. They've been there for over 30 years now. And um, when I got there, I mean, New Mexico, Santa Fe is where they are, um, is less than 1% black at that time, except mm-hmm. for Albuquerque because there's a military base there. But people would want to walk up to me and touch my hair. Now, I'm a teenager before I came into the Nation of Islam, way before. Right. I'm not the type of person that you walk up to me and touch me. Right. I'm still from the west side of Chicago. <laughs> like, you know, you don't put your hands on me, and I'm still that way to this day. So, like, my family, um, I think I'm I'm so grateful that I had an opportunity to flourish in Islam, to grow in my Islam well, I was so far away from them, and I would only see right. them once or twice a year. So that went uninterrupted. I can't mm-hmm. imagine having a family. My mother comes from a family of 11, very close-knit family. I couldn't imagine what my plight would have been if I had accepted Islam here in Chicago. Right. Allah knew what he was doing. My grandmother had a very heavy influence on me, and she was a righteous woman, you know, um, she was a good mother, uh, a good wife. Uh, she showed us everything that we needed to know about how to be 
an upright woman. She not only right. she modeled the behavior. She modeled the behavior. She she would um she she just was a righteous woman. I, I thank a lot for her. Mm-hmm. She had a budget. She knew how to she ran her house like a military base because she had so many children. Right. She have a list up on the wall of what their chores were. She kept a clean house. She would have them on the floor, the linoleum floor with the, the, the butter knife, scraping between the linoleum and washing walls. And wow. Was a, she just was a, a model woman. She taught us about finances, and she had 11 mm-hmm. children, and a lot blessed her to know how to save money. And when she left this earth 14 years ago, mm-hmm. She left all 11 of them a financial inheritance and a building. Now, she was a cleaning woman uh, when right. my grandfather would let her work. So when her <laughs> children became older, they would all yes. give her birthday gifts, and she would save that money. She left all 11 of them a substantial amount of money based on what she saved. I've never, and I know a lot of people, from around the world, because I used to teach foreign students. Um, For 14 years, I taught foreign students. But I know a lot of people from around the world. I've never heard anybody tell me anything like that. I had had an amazing example in her as a grandmother. And then my great-grandmother, her mother, was an Eastern star. And I found out later on that my mother... Uh, was a teenager. She was my great-grandmother's protege. So she would hold card parties and things like that, and she also was a um, uh, a, a mother, not a, a mother, but an usher in the church. So I remember mm-hmm. her ironing that white uniform, and everything was clean and pristine, you know, at all times. But they had been to the, the mosque several times because she was an Eastern star and had uh, seen the messenger in the restaurant. But my mother didn't recall this, you know, until I joined the Nation of Islam. And then my father, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, he was a black panther. So, you know, things come Oh, so you were distant. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, man, your roots are incredibly And then uh, my great, great, Grandmother, whom I'm named after, she was a missionary, and her her husband, Papa, was a um, a Methodist minister. Mm-hmm. So when people would come up from the South here to relocate to Chicago, they would find shelter and food and clothing for our people. Yeah. And I used to wonder, you know, this is the value in studying those tapes, how to give birth to a God. And it's right. not necessarily that your wife is pregnant, uh, but you're pregnant too. Yes. You know, yes. and that's why the man carries the X and Y chromosome. We're pregnant with a nation. Right. You know, right. Uh, we have a job to do. All of us have a job to do, and it's not okay that we go to sleep on the job. It's it's not okay that we get tired on the job. But even if we do, we got to get right back on that horse and go at it again the next day. Mm-hmm. We cannot stop this mission. We can't stop this work. And whatever angle we have to take it from to get our people, that's what we have to do. We have to keep forging ahead. As long as Allah puts breath in our body, we can't stop. And we can't. it starts with us. It starts right. with our families. But it must mm-hmm. extend to the community. 
we That's can't right. Just, we can't just keep this knowledge to ourselves. That's right. And that's why I, I spread as much as I can every day, all day, <laughs> 24 so hours a day. <laughs> Absolutely. So do I. And, and, so do and I. I want to say uh, something about uh, about about Kendall and myself is, is that um, I found out that 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 our our great great grandfather, yes. man, he was a, he was one of the traveling preachers. He wasn't traveling preaching, so so he, us too. Yeah, I, I don't think it's no accident that we kind of got kind of got in the, in, into like this. God, it's kind of like we in that same stream, right? You, you know, because we we have that in our in our lineage. As a matter of fact, um, my mother as well. She 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 didn't remain in the Black Panther, but she was she was in the Black Panther Party at one time. Crazy during the sixties. Yeah. My dad he didn't he wasn't involved in all that. And and, and and now now when I look at Kendall, Kendall his dad was made was mainly like you 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 know when the messengers say that true Islam is Christianity That's and Christianity true Christianity is Islam. Um, my uncle James was definitely a true Christian, though he didn't claim it. Yeah, but that's exactly what he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was more truer than than than, than those who run around here pleading and pouting to Jesus all the time, but don't, but don't live it. But right. he lived here. Right, I can honestly say that, and he and Kendall can speak more on that than I can because he lived in the home with him. Yeah. And I'm thinking of what I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like I told your mother, Kendall, that when I talked to her, man, that, that you sound, it's just like you channel Uncle James to me. Wow. When I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to him because <laughs> I, cause, cause I know the type of conversations we had. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and I tell you, when I hear you speak, that's what I hear. I hear him. So, so it is true, like the sister said about, uh, you know, us as males, we are also pregnant too. Except the female is bringing forth the, you know, the, the final product. Right. But at the same time, in in the head of that sperm of that male, mm-hmm. all our characteristics, yep. our likeness, our being, everything, is going That's into that child. That's right. Yeah. From their mother. That's right. My grandmother used to say, if if one of her daughters, uh, well, she had nine of them, if one right. of her daughters were to complain about their husbands or the men they had children by, she would say, well, he ought to be about like his father. Yeah. <laughs> he ought You're to right. be like him. <laughs> she, she said, that's the main you, that's the main you chose. Right. I mean, just that good old time religion, you know. Right, right. That good old time religion, common sense, and I, I, I'm so grateful that Allah blessed me with an abundance of good old religion, common sense. Right, there you do go. unto others as you would. The Messenger of Allah said that's the best religion to do unto others what you would have others do unto you. Right. That's and, the best religion. It is the best. Cause remember, Jesus said it as well. Yes. Yeah. That is the best one, man. And, and, and you hear from all the other prophets, too. 
they may don't come out and say it in those terms like that, but, that's what it, but all of them have always talked about the treatment of people. And, 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 when, and when you sum up this, the coming of God right now mm. and his and, and, and threat to, to destroy this nation and others is, all, is always based in that one thing on how you treat it. Somebody right. else or another group of people, how did you treat them? Yeah. Well, if you if you read the Holy Quran, you know, and the Bible, mm-hmm. the rich have a responsibility to the poor. Yes, they yeah. do. It's outlined in the. It's in the book. It's in both right. books. Which really, how did the minister put it, brother? Um, that they're um, twin halves, almost. I don't know if that's exactly what he said. Uh huh. But they're connected to one another. Right. You know, and so a lot of the uh, stories that you read in both books are very similar. Yes, um, they are. They're very similar. If you study both books, um, my godson, um, who also lives in Texas, by the way, he asked me to send him a copy of the Holy Quran because he's studying to become a minister in mm-hmm. the church. And I sent him the book, and I sent him uh, instructions about how that book should be handled. And there are certain things that our people just don't know because they've been deprived of that knowledge. Right, you know, right. And the scripture says, how can they know unless they have a teacher? And how can they have a teacher unless he be sent? And how can they recognize him? I mean, how can mm-hmm. they know him unless they recognize him, right? Something right. I, I don't know if I'm quoting it uh, specifically. No, you're saying it right. And, you're definitely uh, saying so it right. And so a lot of things our people don't know, like, we we shouldn't pray in the bathroom. We shouldn't take the Bible or the Holy Quran into the bathroom. And as Muslims, we don't even give the greetings in the bathroom because the bathroom is an unclean place. I don't care how much you clean. Right, right. It's an unclean place. And, you know, there are certain uh, rules of conduct that we've been deprived of because we were raised <laughs> by savages. Right. Hey, People you, that you, live you in know. a life. Everybody who just heard what Sister Mommy just said, I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of hands went down on that one because <laughs> because a lot of yeah. folks are reading the Bible on the toilet, reading right. on the toilet. It's because they don't. Know. It's because they don't know. It's it's yep. really because it's really because they don't know, and that's why the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said you have to give the baby milk, not right. eat. The baby doesn't have teeth. And what we mean by baby is that's a metaphor for uh, uh, an adult person that has been deprived of the knowledge of themselves and other than themselves. Right. That's That's the baby. That's the baby. You cannot, if a man won't treat you right, Mm -hmm. he won't treat you right. And we have been taught in the institutions of America, which are dominated by white supremacy. So then how then can we expect to go through these institutions and be taught properly, godly, mannerism? Mm-hmm. This is not a Christian nation. Yeah, never have been. This is not a Christian nation. This place is a, a plantation. This place is a, um, mm-hmm. 
what kind of uh, political system is this? It's, it's uh, where he claims it's supposed to be. They call it. They call it. Yeah, it's a capitalistic <laughs> society. There you go. You right. That that's what America is. It's a capitalistic society. It was founded by former or ex prisoners. Right. You're sure. opening up their prisons and say go. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. That's what they did. Yeah, exactly so we study all this. We study all this in school, but they put it their own spin on it. So it becomes yeah. mm-hmm. his story, not our story. That's why we need to write our own books, right? And tell our own stories because the oppressor is not going to tell the story from your vantage point. They're going to tell the story so that you can continue to have loyalties to them, right? It just makes total sense. Why would I tell a story? that's going to be beneficial to you to bring you up out of the condition of thinking like a slave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly right. And that's what's going on now. That, that's why I'm glad uh, we chose the title to to this uh, show today because, man, I, I, I mean, we are still tied to our past. And and, and, and I believe that what, what that scripture is talking about, about a lot of bringing, bringing, the truth, even out of a, the inside of a rock, you know, and in, in bringing it up from out of the ocean and stuff. I believe that that as the old saying say, say, uh, if you don't learn the lessons of history, you're doomed to repeat it. But yeah, yeah. but while things are happening the way it is, and all of the hidden racism is being brought forth out right now, and all of in all of the societal ills that have made this place about as ugly as it possibly can be, although it's beautiful. You know, it got a lot of pretty landscapes and, you know, natural landscapes and moss, but it's very ugly here because because of the attitudes and the way people people treat one another feel. You know, is a reason why this is happening, and I believe that, as the scriptures say, man, how else can you be, well, well, you all already know. Let me just jump to another thought. You all know how court is done here in the country. You have to bring. You have to present the evidence before the judgment is rendered. And right. I think this is one reason why a lot of all this stuff is coming up and out as the way it is. Is because judgment is getting ready. Final judgment is getting ready to be rendered, and and the sentencing have already been told of. But you really haven't seen, really, really, really seen what all is going to come about to this. So, so as the Christians, like some of the uh, Christian brothers and sisters that I talk to, I always tell them, man, don't be telling me uh, that I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor has entered <laughs> into the heart of the people of what lies in this world. I, I, I tell them, guys, man, you must be living somewhere else because those very words that you just Hold it to me. You are living and you are seeing everything that Jesus and them have not saw, that Moses and them have not saw, that Abraham have not saw. You are in it. So stop all this looking back in the back. You better learn to, to accept what's taking place today because this judgment is going to take place right as, and where it's taking place right in front of your eyes as you open them up and live every day. Right. And if we if we really measure what's going on logically, mm-hmm. those that are being murdered in front of our faces on camera, 
are people that say they accept the Christian religion. True. We don't, yeah. But we don't, we the Muslims that are in the nation of Islam that have accepted the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we don't see it that way. We see that being our brother and our sister. Right. We don't we don't right. see things that way. And and I, I'm so grateful that when I see another black man and woman being mm-hmm. hurt, I feel the pain. I don't ask them what's your religion. That's right. Yeah, that's irrelevant. That's <laughs> very irrelevant. That's that's, re- that's irrelevant. If I see a happy family out, husband, mm-hmm. wife, children, I right. feel the joy because we can enjoy from that. We've been taught. Mm-hmm. We've been taught. And we, we've been taught about our connection to one another. And it's it's undeniable. That's right. That's right. And That's when exactly we get right. to the heart of things, and when I'm talking to people, I don't argue with people. I said, let's mm-hmm. agree on, let's come to some agreement on what we can agree upon. Exactly. And let's, let's put it aside. I don't have time. Our people are being killed daily, whether mm-hmm. they're physically killed or whether or not they're taking in poisonous foods and water. They're being right. killed whether or not a needle is being stuck in their arm or their brain. They're being killed daily. Right. I don't have time to be arguing with you. Let's agree upon. Let's agree upon what's afflicting our communities, what's afflicting ourselves, what's afflicting our families, what's a Afflicting this nation. What's afflicting our people everywhere you walk on our planet? Mm-hmm. Let's get down to that. And All right. That we disagree upon. Let's put those to the side because we got some pressing issues we need to address. Right. And what we're going to do about this? Right. All right, Kendall. You, it, y'all, let's got. Let me down. Wind it down. See. Talk shoes and gave me a message here, <laughs> but we we do it every week, man. Some sometimes sometimes the hours go by just so fast. But I but I say, man, since I got my sister on, I always wanted to speak with her. <laughs> and and uh, I so I went on there and let that let us go by the extra thirty minutes. <laughs> I mean, we just got so lost in the conversation. It was just too good. To let yeah. go. <laughs> so, Kendall, go ahead and make your final statements, man. What you want to say to close this week out? Well, my, I'm going to feed back off of what the, the sister was saying. Uh, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. You know, it, 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 the deal is that we do have a pressing issue in this country uh, as far as a religious standpoint. It, it It's really irrelevant. You Christian, Muslim, Catholic, Baptist. It it really don't matter. The, the whole issue is that we have a problem, and it needs to get solved some way, some shape, or form. It's time to cut mm-hmm. out all the like my dad used to say. It's time to cut out all the BS. It's time to get down to business. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave it on that note for a bit. <laughs> all right, sister. You wanna close up? I I, I just wanna thank you. Uh... I had no idea until you inboxed me a few hours ago. I thought I was just going to listen in to the show uh, and weigh in on Brother Colin. Um, right. And, uh, you know, but Allah is the best of planners. So I'm honored to have contributed in any small way to the show. 
And I pray a lot that I didn't say anything to offend anyone. Uh, that was not my intent, and forgive me if I if I have. And I pray a lot that I've said something that will help somebody, that will give somebody encouragement and strengthen them to get into this fight with both hands and both feet. And I pray a lot that he gives you the energy, brother, um, to keep going. Yes, ma'am. All right. I appreciate that, and I'm and I'm glad that you you did get a chance to call in because one of the reasons why I started this show was, was that uh, I really started it because of the uh, character the uh, the, the uh, collective e group. I wanted those who was gonna gonna be asking us for funds to help them with funding their projects to have a show for them to come on and and talk to the community. That that you're trying to seek uh, help from. I wanted I wanted everybody to hear each other's voices, and, and uh, I have done other shows uh, prior to this one, but 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 I'm very like I'm liking this more even more because I have I have my cousin on, and I'm and I'm having sisters, <laughs> brothers and sisters like yourself, Sister Muhammad, to come on that that I probably talk backwards and forward to uh, online yeah. from time to time. You you know, uh, but but through you know typing characters, but I wanted us to start entering into a conversation with each other because we have a lot of shows out there, man, that 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 is really telling our story. Allah want us to take advantage of all of this. Period. It does. It's kind of just like Brother Jesse Muhammad said, man. We we are sitting in a position right now to where we can affect. Global change. Yeah. And 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 I don't know who who all is in the audience that picks up on this program, but I do know that 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 a sister listens to us from um from Jamaica. I know you got other people across seas, brother brother Bari across seas, and and you got people in Africa. So you being heard, and, and no matter uh the size of the uh, the the medium. That we use, man. Can you imagine just 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 by recording this uh, episode alone, how many times it's going to get filtered out into the world? Wow. You know, so I, I thank a lot, just like Mr. Farkas said. I thank a lot for Steve Jobs <laughs> for <laughs> for bringing this. You know, to help to help to bring this about because it, it, it was no matter. What hand or what color an idea comes through, God is always at the head of that idea, especially when it's beneficial to the whole. Right. You know, there's no such thing as as because a person is white, they can't they can't offer a solution that to a good idea. Cause like uh, I think, well, sister, you say you're in Chicago, right? Yes, sir. And and um Mr. Farcon's relationship with Father uh, Michael Flager. Yes. Flager has been a very beneficial uh type situation for them, both of them. Yes. So so and and and, and, and I and sister like me myself and Kendall like you as well. Man, we don't care what color you are, we go yeah. to live with the truth. <laughs> right. Regardless. <laughs> That's right. 
And I'm finding, man, that 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 even because because you got a lot of whites and, and sisters. I, I mean, I I'm not surprised that it's happening, but I, but I'm noticing you got some whites trying to join into the nation now. Yes. Have you noticed that? I, I've heard and I've seen some things online, um, and we we know that you know um, people are going to come back home. You know. Yes. They've been trying to get back to the Holy for a long time. thousand years. <laughs> yes. So it's once you know that history, it's it's not surprising that they they want to join on um, to try to save themselves. And right. And the Messenger of Allah taught us, you know, that some of them would be in a position to help us. And right. some of that some of that is happening and manifesting itself. Some people are doing it openly. Others are doing it behind closed doors because they mm-hmm. know the scriptures. They they are Masons. Um, they've reached the 33rd degree of Masons. Right. Uh, so they know the time and what must be done. And they're following the minister closely because they know who he is also. Those right. are positions of power. Right. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not surprised by any of that. But you just, you know, scared me. I, and whenever I come on a, a blog talk show, I'm like, oh, Allah, please don't let me get on there messing up, being full of myself. I don't want, you know, I don't want to speak out of arrogance and ego. And um, I don't want to do that because I truly, I, the minister said we moved out of the time of believing into the time of knowing. So right. I know who I'm talking to when I talk to you and Brother Kendall. I know right. who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the children of the Almighty. So right. when I talk to people, I I have that in the back of my head or in the front of my head, and I'm like, oh, Allah, please don't let me mess up, you know, uh, or to say the wrong thing. So, you know, if I messed up, if I messed up the scripture, uh, I pray a lot that he forgives me, uh, but my heart is in the right place. Charge it to well. my head and not my heart. <laughs> Where where you didn't, sister? And, 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 and let me tell you something. Uh, you know, I, I I mean, I at one point in time had a fear of public speaking. I did, but 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 when I got into into doing music and stuff like that, I and, and then I I I challenged my fear, listening to the minister in my head. You you know, like oh man, Farrakhan, what you got me up here do? <laughs> <laughs> And like the minister say, man, uh, you know, you you challenge your fear, and once and once you step out there, you realize something, man. There's nothing to be afraid of. You 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 well studied, you're very well studied. Now it's time for you to actually start lighting fires everywhere to set people ablaze now, because yes, because. Just by your just by your voice alone, you can set somebody ablaze. Now it, it's just, it's kind of like 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 uh, we were saying earlier about about how if a um if a person hears something from you, they 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 it, it, it's just like us. We heard a word, yeah. and 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 because we heard a word, it set us on another path. It set us on another course. Because that's all we're doing. 
We setting people in, in, into different courses. We don't know what course they're going into. That's that's for God to decide with them. However, just your your words alone can push somebody where they need to be. Yeah. Well, I'd rather do that from behind the scenes. When I'm on the radio, I normally ask a question or two, and then I'm quiet, and I'm working right. behind the scenes. I like being behind the scenes. I like observing <laughs> behavior. I like listening uh, to dialogue. I like taking notes, you know, uh, following the minister for so many right. years right. in the early 90s. The minister used to sometimes lecture eight, nine, ten hours. And I would sit there attentively. This man, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, wouldn't have a note. He would be speaking (laughs) from Scripture. I would be sitting there taking notes all of that time. You know, so I want to be a good student. I don't necessarily have to be out front if I can contribute and help Praise be to Allah, but I'd rather work the background. I had no idea that by you inviting me on, I was going to do this much talking. <laughs> and uh, I just pray that I, something that I said, you know, struck a, uh, a chord with somebody, lit a fire under somebody to jump into this fight um, right. with us, unite with us in right. this righteous cause of saving our people and lifting us up from this degraded condition that we've been placed in for over right. 450 years. So I I pray a lot that we've, we've done a sufficient job and it, that we're pleasing into his, in his eyesight. Right. And, and, and uh, when you listen to the playback, you're going to be saying, like, is that me? I never listen to the playback because I'm always critical of myself. Yeah, I'm saying I haven't listened to none of the playback because I'm like, I don't want to hear myself. Oh, my goodness. No way. I don't want to listen to that. Uh, but now, uh, but, uh, real quick, too, uh, I mean, I mean, just you talking, I mean, it added extra flavor to the conversation. So, I mean, don't feel, you know, like, if you might have said some other place, anything, I mean, everything you said, I'm a strong believer that when people speak from the heart, what needs to come out comes out. Even when you was being transparent about uh, your son and how you was bringing him up and by not eating meat and, and you was feeding him the word of, you know, of uh, from the Quran and you were teaching him certain things, I mean, that my head goes off to you for even sharing it because okay. me personally, I think a lot of, Black women, young black women, older black women that that are single parents don't have a male in the household need to hear things like that. That gives them some type of hope on how they can raise their son and things that they need to do, you know. And I I I just believe that you spoke to somebody somewhere. Somebody heard it and you lit a fire under them, like like my cousin said, a fire got lit and you just don't know it. It's like people used to tell me all the time. They 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 used to say I'm like Johnny Appleseed. I plant seeds. I might not never see that tree grow. But I plant seeds, and you plant a seed in somebody today. You might not see the tree grow, but you did. Just, I, I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, thank hey, you. Hey, oh. that's what Will said there, man, because <laughs> it's because, because of the, uh, it's just like Brother just said, man, you can plant that seed now. And see, today, none, according to what the Quran says, none is allowed to speak. Except who the who the beneficence allowed to speak. So it's no accident that you're speaking. 
<laughs> because because God Himself wanted you to speak, and, and, and that's why I say, if by any chance you end up listening to this playback, you're gonna hear God speaking through you. See, that's the beauty about being in these teachings, because you never know when the, when the hour will come or the time will come when when just the way you have lived and carried yourself is God is gonna tap you. To benefit others, cause I, cause I, I never forget this time where this got where this uh, people had sit there and closed down a a uh, apartment complex, left the people there, took all the money. They waited till after the first, then they closed it down. And then I had asked this uh, Spanish guy, "Well, what's going on?" Because the people was hanging out, and then they said that the management company left them, and and and, and they cut off all of the lights and the water and stuff like that, the people living in bad conditions. Okay, so little did I know years later, I would be in an apartment complex where the management was getting ready to do the same thing. But I was called upon at that time. And don't you know, sister, that that, that because of that one experience, I was able to to help over 300 families in one night. By, by sitting down drafting a a, a a letter, you know, I you know, I, I asked the law, well, okay, well, you know, you blessed me with the you know, it's the ability to write. So I sat down and I wrote a letter and I and I was asking the people and I started passing them out. I told I told them because the signs was there. The trash was piling up. They went they they weren't having people the trash people come pick it up, then and then uh it just starts feeling that something is getting ready to take place. And and don't you know that, that I told them everything in that letter, letter about about holding your money till you know what's gonna happen to after the first, hold your money on the first. And these people this very day don't know how in the world the people got the message because because they they uh gathered because I, I had my own uh shoe shine sewer path business at the time. I went to work. Then when I came back the, the lady came, one lady just left their door wide open. So when they, she saw me, came off that bus. And then she ran up to me and she, she said, You know, you was absolutely right. We took it to the management that morning. They say, Man, and these was all sisters, y'all. So, you know, they were hot. <laughs> <laughs> they, gathered, they gathered up in front of that office, and that, and that office manager was in there talking about, What's going on? And then they say, Read this. They gave them that letter. And then she said, I don't know who wrote this, but y'all be wise to follow it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Praise be to Allah. You're breaking up a little, brother. Yeah. I, I think, it's, uh, well, it was meant for you to do what you did today. And I'm so glad that you did.
because I'm on because I'm on Dr. Ava kind of regularly. I also speak on Al Shelton's national show as well. Oh yes, sir. Well. So if you haven't heard some of these things, what well, you haven't heard me help me up plenty times. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm that, I'm that Derek from Houston that calls you. Oh, yes, sir. I used to. You remember Bev Smith uh, on BET? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I used to call in every day on her show when I was in college in Alabama. <laughs> I loved the Bev, Bev Smith show and the Egg right. Court show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, those are oh, some great shows. Oh, he's gone up. I don't know where he's going at nowadays. Oh, yeah, no, he does. He does special. He's on TV One now with uh, Roland Martin and uh, yeah. What's her name? Jackie Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, he's on TV One. Okay. Well, and he you know, does uh, he does little specials uh, from time to time for CNN. Ed Gordon is a a a, a terrific journalist. Yes, he is. Man, bro, I, you know, I, I I just hate no, not seeing the brother as as often as he used to be. But see, I don't have TV One now. No. Yeah. Yes, sir. I don't have it either. Yeah. I don't have it either, but uh, I catch little clips of uh, Roland Martin on, um, he does a, a talk radio show on WVON here in Chicago. Oh, you do? And, what time? Um, I don't know what time and, and what days out of the week, yeah. uh, but he does have a spot, like uh, uh, Sister Ava has a spot on um, VON also. 1690 AM. Oh, and, and, and speaking about Sister Ava, she's getting ready to come on here at 4 o'clock. Oh, she's oh. coming on at 4 o'clock. Well, she tore the house down. If you didn't get a chance to hear Sister Ava today at Mont Mariam, go to www.noi.org, and the replay, inshallah, will be up uh, to hear her lecture today at the, I mean, she really went into the history of the Democratic and Republican Party. She really, she talked about Brother Colin uh, on the today's uh, webcast. Uh, she was just really awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you right there in, in, in Chicago, you're right there in the house. <laughs> yes, sir, I'm right here in the house. Praise yeah, the Lord. Well, I'm, I'm so glad. Because look like we almost went well, yeah, almost at two hours. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> 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 I think that's our truth, do man. When you, when you get when you get that surge of energy and everybody starts, you know, attacking attacking at all different angles and stuff. Man, I tell you, that is nothing like it, brothers and sisters. I mean. You all should feel a feeling of euphoria, and whenever you get with other believers, and I and I hope to soon have have other believers to start building with one another, because when 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 Allah sent out those angels to go and and put that decree to Sodom and Gomorrah, He always been two, never been one, because one cannot do anything without Him. That's right. And, but it's right. but 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 it's just like you said, like you said, man. Wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, that's right. Therefore, I am in the midst of you. That's right. right. So the best side of you and and the best part of you 
have been exposed today for the listeners. I mean, this is actually the longest me and Kendall have ever done the program. Yeah. <laughs> like every week we keep going over and over. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, this is just as long as <laughs> and the most enjoyable. I mean, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm going to greet everyone. Um, I don't know what the um, topic is going to be next week to the listeners, but trust me, it's going to be always jam-packed as it is, and very exciting because it's the time and what must be done. we got to end this foolishness in this nation and, and amongst these people, man. I mean, we, we we know we have a home. We need to stop acting like our home is somewhere else. No, this has been promised to us. It is, it has been promised to us for a long time, and, and if some of us want to leave and go, then, then then we can go abroad, but for the most part, this is our place. That's right. And, and, and even though the messengers have said that this place will burn 1,000 years, that's however, <laughs> and that's to purify the atoms. But it's just like we said the other, or the other week, uh, you got two types of fire here burning. You got a spiritual fire and you got a physical fire. That's right. Right now, we're in that spiritual fire stage. I mean, this place is on fire, man. Yes. yes. Burning up everywhere. <laughs> and thank God, and I thank God that, that we have good people. I, I don't know how it's all going to play off. That's Master Farad Muhammad and they, and they area on that one. But I do know that I'm going to do my part, is, and that's to help to educate people from wherever they're at. And if we have to do 50 of these shows, do that. We're going to do just that. I'm also a writer. I write. I also uh, um, counsel children. That, that mean, and, and I put the teachings in everything that I do. So, therefore, you know, you're going to get that. So if I pass on the day or tomorrow, I have a, la- a, a lasting uh, legacy and a testimony yeah. that yeah. I existed. And so I hope we all do the same. All right, brothers and sisters, I will talk with you all next week. Hopefully um, I get with a new group. I'm still searching that way I can, can, because a lot of people saying that they can't really get into the uh, call call, uh, center the way they need to, you know, and I don't know how talk show, I mean talk show operates, because they say that you're supposed to be heard live over the computer, but I guess a lot. What a lot of people have to do is to go to the replay and listen to right. it. But some people are successful with just listening to through their computer. I guess it uh, has to do with application or something like that. Yeah, I think the way I'm, it, it might need to try because what I what I do when I log in, once I put in the code, you press pound and one, and then it'll let you in the conversation. So for anybody that's out there listening, once you uh, once you log in, if you hit pound and one after you put in the code. It should allow them to be able to, to speak and we should be able to hear them. I'm thinking that's how it's set up, and that's kind of why I think a lot of people have a problem getting into the, the call because of that. Cause I don't know why it's set up like that. It's kind of weird. It would not It would not allow me to put in a code, so I tried it several times. Then I just pressed, after calling the number, it says uh, press, said that code is already being used. Right. And, uh, so I just pressed pound, and that's how I got in. Okay, well, 
That oh, might be just, it. just pound? <laughs> just pound. Oh. And that's how and that's how I got in. And then I had sent you my last four digits of my number. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Man, he, he, like I say, and man, talk to you. Talk shoe just becoming the old shoe for me. I'm getting I'm going to find another group. I think that cold, I think maybe, maybe that cold is just for the host. If it's yes, anything it like blog talk, the code is just for the host, so people don't need to put in the code. If they just press dial the number and press pound, that's where it works on blog talk uh, radio. They dial the number and press pound. They should be able to get into the call. Right. And, but that's and, and, important because you're doing the show for the people to listen and participate in it. Exactly. So working out the logistics, that's important, you know. Right. Exactly. And, 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 and uh, I have uh, told some people uh, uh, that once before because uh, we had uh, uh, one of our guests. I think you uh, also uh, FB friends with him as well. We had Billy Harris on here on the program, and, and uh, he said that was the same prop issue that he ran into. So he had to end up pressing that pound and, and one to get in. So, and, But according to Talks, you, uh, everybody could use that, that pin number. But I'm like you. I always thought that the host and his guest can use the pin number. Well, it was saying that the pin, that the, that um code was already being used that I couldn't use it. Right. Yeah. After calling like the third or fourth time, first I was just getting a busy signal. And right. After calling the third or fourth time, I said, well, maybe this works like blog talk, and I just hit pound, and it let me in. Right. Yeah. All right, brothers and sisters, that's the clock on the wall since time to go. So, I, so join us next week. Uh, I greet you all with the greeting words of peace. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam, brother. Peace. All right. Wa alaykum salam, man. Talk to y'all later. All right. (laughs) Thank you, brother. (laughs) All right. You too, man. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.